Hi there. I want to thank you for logging on to my podcast, A Spiritual Update. You will be receiving a lot of information about the news, current trends. Um, it will be updates relating to God's perspective, to what the Bible is saying uh, regarding what is happening right now around the world. Not only that, but there will be messages that will relate to Christian living situations that we are going through as everyday Christians battles that we are facing, opposition from the world. So I believe that these messages will shed light to many things that we are going through, many things around the world that are happening right now. I pray without further ado that you are blessed by receiving this message. God bless you. Spirit of leadership. Okay, so so um, basically, like I said, that message is going to be on, on leadership. Um, if you have notes, if you want to take notes, feel free to take notes. <clears throat> right now, what we are seeing today is that um, there, are, there are too many people right now that they are just following, okay? A lot of people are just being followers. They are following others um, in their jobs, in their wherever they are at. They are following other people. A lot of people are not embracing they're called to leadership okay there are people that only follow and because people they don't they only follow they don't reach their full potential they don't they live a life that is stagnated okay a lot of people because they just follow they're always following someone they they never reach the full potential that god has called them to okay there are there are two categories of what is a leader Okay, um, one, two of the things that, that Apostle has shared with us. What is a leader? There are two categories of what is a leader. And I want to speak into that leadership spirit in you. I want to, you know, I was asking God, what is it that, 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 what is it that, that I need to impart to them? What is it that you need to speak to them? And the Lord told me, remind them that they are called to lead. Remind them that they have a call to leadership. Amen. So, amen. Amen. So, so th there are two categories of according to a potential of a leader. Number one, the first category is the natural born leader. Okay, the natural born leader. The second one, a leader that is created or trained with a mentor's help. Okay, there are two categories of a leader one that is natural. Okay, one that was born a leader. Okay, a lot of people, um, you know, there's some people that they were born a leader. They, they have that in them. Okay, from the moment that they were born, that's, some, that's a gift that God has put them. And then there's others that they need a push. There's others that need that push from someone, a parent, um, a spiritual leader, someone that believes in them. There's two types. I consider myself... Um, someone that was born for that leadership. Um, when I was little, I led with my brothers. I led in my classes and projects. I was a leader, um, you know. Uh, but then there's people that are also the people that are created, people that are developed, people that are taken into that, into that dimension of leadership. And all of us here, okay, not just those of you that are here, but all of us, we are called to lead. We are called to be a leader. God has said, he has said, um, 
go and take dominion. When he called us, he said, I've called you to take dominion. So he has called us to be fruitful. He has called us to multiply. He has called us to lead an army. He has called us to lead wherever we go in our job, in, in ministry, wherever we go, we are called to lead. Okay, now write this down. Amen. Thank you for that. Amen. Um, we cannot lead. Are you there, Jordan? I see you stuck. Ahí. You're there. Is that a picture? So, okay. So we cannot, we cannot learn to lead if we are in the wrong environment. We cannot learn to lead if we are in the wrong environment. There's a lot of people right now, and, and maybe you can identify with this, that you are not growing at the extent that you should. Maybe you are in a place in society where your skills are not being stretched. You are not being challenged. Maybe you're in a position in your life right now that you are not being challenged in your friends, in your atmosphere, wherever you are. Um, we cannot lead others if we're in the wrong environment because for us to lead, we need to be positioned in the right environment. We need to be positioned in the right place, okay? This is why it's so important. Why is it so important for us to grasp this spirit of leadership? Write it down. Why is it so important for us to take a hold of, of, of this call that God has called us for leadership? God has called us to be leaders. God has called us to be a leader. He has called Gabriel to be a leader. He has called Jordan to be a leader. And I want to speak into the leader that is inside of you. I want to speak into that leader that is that is there inside of you. I wanna I wanna encourage you, but I also want to challenge that leadership that is inside of you to come out. Um, why is it so important for us to grasp this spirit of leadership? There are two main reasons why. Number one, okay, why? Number one, the world needs godly role models. Okay. The world needs godly role models. Oh my God. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse one. I don't even have to go to it. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse one. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. The world is in need of people that are role models. Too many wicked people right now are out there in the world in leadership positions. How many managers are out there? How many supervisors are out there with a wicked heart, okay, with a, with a wicked mindset, governors, politicians? Uh, you know why? Because the people of God have not taken their call to leadership. Because we as Christians, we have not taken that call to be a leader, to influence this city, to influence this country, to influence this nation. The world needs more godly role models, musicians, artists out there in the, in the video, artists, um, celebrities, people that are not godly, people that use their influence to entice other people to sin. So, so the world needs godly role models. Number two, there is a lack of mentors and fathers. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15 through 16. 
says, you have many instructors, but you have few fathers. For through the gospel, I became your father. There, 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 it is important for us to grasp this spirit because there's a lack of mentors. There's a lack of fathers. There's a lack of people that are willing to lead people. People that are willing to father people. People that are willing to teach people, to guide people. Can you imagine a life? Can you imagine living life without discipleship? Can you imagine living life without leadership, without somebody to guide you, without somebody to lead you, without somebody to guide you in your life, okay? Um, it is important for us to be able to guide, to be able to be led, okay? Even leaders have to be led. Um, I myself, I have to be led. Can we imagine a life without being corrected, without being disciplined, without being guided, without being directed? It is important for us. Leadership, as a matter of fact, write this down. The third reason why is it important to grasp the spirit. Leadership enforces us to grow. Okay? Leadership, it pushes you to grow. I've seen people that are stagnant right now because they have not taken that call to leadership. Okay? Me being a leader, okay, of, of, of the something that we have, you know, um, it pushes me to be at my best. It pushes me to pray. It pushes me to, to seek God. Um, you know, wherever I go, you know, when I was the leader, you know, which I, I still am the leader of the evangelism, um, you know, it pushes me to be at my best. Leadership, it enforces us to grow. As a matter of fact, the purpose of discipleship, write this down, the purpose of discipleship, Okay, if you have the, the lesson, when I taught you guys the purpose of discipleship, what is, a, what is discipleship? It is to grow to the point where you are able to multiply yourself in others. It is to grow until the time that you are ready for you to be a leader. There has to be a time that someone grows in their walk with God, that they grow to the point that they multiply themselves in others. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of great evangelists out there. There's a lot of, um, you know, great teachers, great pastors, great people all, our, all around. But there are few leaders. There are few people that are willing to impart into the next generation. There are people that are, that are not willing to, to take their leadership to a new level. And I thank God for our ministry. Thank God for Apostle because he's not a one-man show. He raises up people. He believes in people. And that is the same all throughout, you know, um, with our mentors, with our leaders, with myself. I, you know, and, and, and I want to believe, you know, that, that today that God will take that to another level in your lives. Um, leadership, it enforces us to grow. It forces you to connect with people that will push you to grow. It challenges you to go beyond the scriptures, to learn the scriptures, to, to be in relationship. When someone is, is in a leadership position, they are challenged, they are motivated, that they feel responsibility to be able to grow, to be able to reach their next level in God. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Amen. So, 
people that, that are not leaders, they will not feel responsible to grow. I've seen many people that when they don't have people to lead, when you don't have no one to lead, you're not going to feel responsible to pray. You're not going to feel responsible to grow because who are you going to be teaching? Who are you going to be leading? Who are you going to be praying for? When, when you have a leadership responsibility, you are responsible. A parent is responsible to work. It's responsible to have, um, to have finances, to have food on the table. A leader, the same way they are spiritually ready, they are preparing themselves for, for, um, to lead other people. What are the main responsibilities of a leader? Write it down. We're good on time. What are the main responsibilities of a leader? There are five things. There are many responsibilities, but these are the five main responsibilities of a leader. Um, number one, his or her relationship with God produces vision. Oh my God. His or her relationship with God, it produces vision. They know their calling in God. They are rooted in identity. They, their relationship with God, it brings vision. It brings direction. It brings relationship. It brings ideas. It brings creativity. It brings dreams. When a person has a strong relationship with God, when someone has that leadership, you know, one of those responsibilities that they have is that their relationship with God will produce vision. There's, and what does that vision entice? What does that vision uh, mean? It means that you will align yourself with people that have that same vision that you have. Visionaries, <laughs> visionaries will chill with visionaries. There are people right now that they are hanging out with the wrong crowd. That's why they're not being challenged. They're not being stretched because the way that they see themselves is not the way that God sees them. Okay. Um, look at every great leader. Okay, and look at who they associate themselves with. Look at that. Look at um, Apostle Rennie McLean. Look at Apostle Frank. Look at the, the Ephesians of our ministry. Look at who they hang out and who they associate themselves with. Okay, look at every great leader and look at who they associate with. Who are you right now? What are we doing hanging out? with the wrong crowd what are we doing unless we are trying to be an influence to them but who are we you know you become who you hang out with i've met many people with such potential such a great calling such a great gift from god and what happens they start hanging around with the wrong crowd i had a couple of um co-disciples uh, maybe like two or three years ago mentors deacons you know great in the faith great in the you know, they were doing great things at one point, uh, mentoring a lot of people, mentoring girls, evangelizing, all of that. Then they started hanging around with the wrong crowd. And what happens, their potential started to dilute. Their potential started to dilute. They started to conform. And a lot of people right now, when we are not being in a position where we are being challenged, then we, we get stuck in our leadership. Our leadership potential does not extend. 
okay? Number two, a successful leader has mastered discipline in multiple areas of his life. I'm gonna repeat it again. A successful leader has mastered discipline in many areas of his life. You have a level of discipline. You take initiative. No one has to tell you what to do. No one has to be babysitting you because when you are responsible, when you have mastered discipline, you don't have to be, um, you don't have to be supervised. You don't have to be managed. Um, you are disciplined in your relationship with God, in your finances, in relationships, even your emotions, you are disciplined, your emotions, um, they're self-control, you're emotionally stable. So a, a leader will master discipline in all of these areas. Number three, a leader will have a high degree of spiritual maturity. Write it down. A leader will have a high degree of spiritual maturity. They will know how to handle conflicts and criticisms. There's times that many of you, you come to me and, you know, I, I, the, the moment that you, you know, I ask you questions or whatever, then the wisdom of God comes because when there's a level of spiritual maturity, you are able to handle conflicts. You are able to handle criticism. Um, a person that is spiritual, spiritually mature, they are humble. They can take correction without being offended. Uh, they are in a position of spiritual maturity. That doesn't mean that they're the most mature person ever, but they've reached a certain level that you can trust them, that they can be trusted with a lot. Number four, they are 100% committed to invest themselves in others. They are committed in every area. As a matter of fact, the best leaders out there are not the soul winners. The best leaders are those that reproduce themselves. I've seen many people on Instagram. I've seen many people on Facebook that, that you know, they, they have these like social gatherings and they have all these, they put all these stories up. I'm sure you've seen them, you know, and, and you know, so many people talk good things about them. Tell me how many people they, they, they do the same thing that you do. And, and that will show how great of a leader that person is. Because when there's not people to lead, when there's not people to impart, that leader, that person is selfish. Okay, when, when a leader is not selfish, they will invest themselves in others. I thank God that we are in a net in our church. We are in a church that 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 our apostle he is not selfish he he is willing to raise up people he is willing to believe in people as a matter of fact even my mentor has paved the way for me many times he's believed in me um, and i myself i believed in all of you i believed in you jordan i believed in you gabe i believed in you us i've i've, I've entrusted you with things that that um that, that i've i've been able to do it with my eyes closed because there's a position that there's a responsibility that I carry to be able to invest in you because there's a, there's a leadership potential that God wants to take and he wants to stretch to a new level. The best leaders are those that have a passion to invest 
in others. They're not the ones that are out there, you know, it doesn't matter how good of an evangelist you are, but how many people are you raising up? You know, that's why I thank God that when, when Apostle Frank, um, he, he entrusted me with that, he said, man, you know, this guy has a passion to win souls. He has a passion to, you know, to, to lead this ministry. So now God is using me to raise up other evangelists. He's using me to raise up the next generation of King Jesus ministry, Miami Beach. It's, it's a blessing. It's a privilege to be entrusted. When you get entrusted to lift up wherever you're at in your ministry, if you're the armor bearers, if you're in the evangelist, if you're in the intercessors, God has called you to lead. He has called you to raise up someone else. He has called you to invest in someone else. Now hear an amen? Amen. 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 Number number four, number five. A leader exhibits boldness and confidence. Okay. They are confident. They are bold. Okay. They have a good attitude. They have confidence every time that they lead. Every time that they preach, there's a confidence. They do it with passion. They do it with energy. Okay, there, there's a passion that is burning in them. They are hungry. They are excited to lead. They are excited to pave the way. A leader, they show that boldness. They show that confidence. Okay, and there are people right now that they might be asking, you know, maybe you yourselves, how can I lead? How can I how can I lead others? I want to lead. You know, the presence of God wants to come to me to be able to impart that passion to lead. Okay, to be able to give you that ability to lead. Those are the five resp main responsibilities of a leader. And we must make sure, you know, that when the people come, that you have a heart to be able to lead them, that you have a heart to be able to guide them. How do we increase um, how, how will people follow us? Let's put it like this. Luke chapter 2, verse 52. How will people um, follow us? Okay, and I will read it for the sake of time. Luke chapter 2, verse 52. Are you guys receiving? Amen. 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 Luke chapter 2, verse 52. And Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with men. Jesus kept increasing in stature, in favor with God, with men. Um, I remember um, Apostle Frank, he, he once told us this. There are three ways, okay? You might say, man, you know, I've been struggling with the house of peace. I've been struggling to have people come. Um, there are three ways that we increase that influence in our lives. If you follow these three steps with all your heart, you will always have people coming to you that will follow you. <laughs> three ways. Number one, service. We must serve. We must be under authority. We must serve that authority, okay? Because a rebellious leader, they will only, 
us uh, a rebellious leader will only impart witchcraft to their followers. Matter of fact, there's a lot of leaders right now that they only want people to follow them so that they can serve them. You know, wash my car. Uh, uh, you know, give me a bottle of water. You know, people, a lot of people right now, they are in a leadership position for the wrong intentions. So number one, we must make sure that we have a heart to serve. How do we increase in influence? You might say, how do I want people to follow Follow me. I need, you know, I want people to follow me. I don't know how to do it. You must serve the people. You must serve. You must be ready to serve. You must be ready. Whenever we make a call to go out and serve, you make sure that you are the first one there. If you want to increase in your influence, okay, I, you know, um, yesterday I was in a call and the pastor, he, he recognized me. You know, it was a pastor that uh, I was with elders, you know, and, and I didn't know this pastor even knew who I was. And he called me by name. He's like, oh, you know, you know, yeah, you, you know, you're representing. I was representing the net. And um, to me, it was just a, it was a, a blessing, you know, and he, he said, man, you know, um, he, he it's just when when you're serving in multiple areas, you're serving, you're always available. Um, you know, even people that you don't know that knew you, they know you now. You know, there's people right now that they're wasting their time. And when there's a call to serve, we're not serving. Um, now that, that the beach is open, that we're not evangelizing, I made myself available. I told the leaders, I told Elder Cece, I told um, 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 Elder Roxy, I said, please, you know, whatever you need me for, I'm available. You know, I was there on the Tuesday service, the only Tuesday service they had. <laughs> um, I was there the Sunday the, the, the 10 a.m., the 12 p.m., I've been there for both services. Whether you see me or not, I'm running around. I'm in, I'm in intercession, childcare. I don't know. You know, wherever I am, I'm there to serve, you know, because that's my heart. You know, my heart is to serve. The heart of a leader is to serve. Um, number two, we must lead by example. We must have integrity. We must lead by example making sure that we are doing what we are asking to be done okay if i ask someone to do something i make sure that i am doing it first okay number three we must care for and love the people if we don't love the people then why are we leaders for if there's no love in you as a matter of fact, there's people right now that they are refusing that call to leadership because they don't love people enough. They put themselves over other people's needs. And we have a negative perspective to leadership or we had bad experiences with leadership. How do we change our attitude towards leadership? Write this down. What you think of yourself will impact your willingness to lead. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. I think, therefore I am. A lot of people right now, great potential to be a leader. Great potential to be a mentor. But they do not see themselves as that. 
And because you think of yourself lowly, that's why you are what you think of yourself. Okay? What you think of yourself, it will impact how you will lead others. How do you see yourself? How do you think God sees you? How do you think other people see you? Do you care about the opinions of other people? We will never value others above the value that we have placed in ourselves. Okay? So you will not value others if you don't value yourself first. Okay? As a leader, your main responsibility is that relationship with God. It will bring wisdom. It will bring vision. And it will also bring a sense of value. I value my life. I value the purpose that God has for me. I value that his purpose for my life is greater than what I could ever think of myself. Okay, so, so everything that he asked me to do, it might seem impossible. It might seem challenging. But that's what the call of God is, is bigger than what you could think for yourself, is bigger than what you could think that you could do. And that's why the calling of God is so great. It's so big. It challenges you because it is beyond what you could imagine for yourself. That's why you feel stressed. That's why you feel challenged. That's why you feel pushed because that's what that call for leadership is. It's meant to challenge you. It's meant to stretch you. It's meant to stretch your spirit, man, beyond what you could ever thought, beyond what you could have ever imagined. Leading, it requires a lot of death. There's a lot of people that reject this call for leadership. They've been five years, 10 years in church, going from discipleship to discipleship, rejecting to be a house of peace leader, rejecting to be a mentor, rejecting to evangelize, re rejecting to serve the people. And you want to know why? Because there's, there's selfishness in there. There's not enough love for the people. And we don't value ourselves enough to think that we could lead others, to think that we could guide others. There's been many times that I've, been, I've had to lead with things in my life, things in my family that I've gone through that most of you, you don't even know the things that I've gone through. Um, but I've made a decision to lead because I know that there are people that are counting on my prayers. There are people that are counting on my, on my wisdom. There are people that are counting on my guidance. There are people that are counting on, 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 on and that puts a responsibility before me, before God. It puts a responsibility. I need to lead. I need to teach. I need to pray. I need to minister. I need to impart. I need to do the will of God. Um, there's many times that I didn't want to lead, but I've understood that my purpose, my calling to leadership, it is bigger than what I am going through at the moment. Can I hear an amen? A amen. There's a call in us to lead. There's a call in us to, to, to be a leader. Okay. And as I'm saying this, I want to, I want to put um, th this sense of urgency in you guys that you must not take your position lightly, your position to lead. You must take, it's a privilege to be a leader. You want, you don't, this whole, this meeting that we're in is so that you can be reminded 
that you have a call to leadership, that you cannot just be out there chilling. You have a call to lead. There are people out there that are waiting for you guys to lead them. There are people out there that maybe I won't be able to reach, but you can reach. There are people out there that, that I may not have the influence. I may not have what it takes to guide them, to lead them, but maybe you will guide them. Maybe you will take them out of their mess. And God is calling you to do that. I gave you the three steps. You must, um, you must have influence. You must uh, serve. You must lead by example. You must love the people. Okay. We are reaching the end of this podcast and I just want to take the time to thank you for listening throughout this message. I believe that it ministered to you, that it impacted you, that it gave you a new revelation and a fresh insight of the presence of the love of God. Thank you so much. I want to take this time to speak to those that are here for the first time. Maybe it's your second time. Maybe you don't know you came here lost and and you need God. You need the presence of God. The Bible says that Jesus, he is welcoming us with open arms. The Bible says that, that all of us have sinned, that all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. I want to invite you today to make this prayer with me to receive Jesus Christ in your life as your Lord and your Savior. There where you are, I want you to say with me, Dear Heavenly Father, I receive your presence. I receive your love. I repent of all of my sins and I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you once again. If you are, if you, if you received, if something happened, if you have a testimony, feel free to message to us. Refer this to someone, someone that needs it, someone that needs a miracle from God. Uh, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell those that are around you so that they can listen and so that they can be filled as well with the presence of God. Look forward to seeing you the next time. God bless you.